Hello, welcome to Shoot First, Talk Later, the photo shoot podcast with me, Robert Gershenson. My guests this episode are Tag and Rick from the band The Treatment. Formed in Cambridge in 2008, they garnered quick attention and have toured with the who's who of rock legends, Kiss, Motley Crue, Alice Cooper, Aerosmith, Status Quo, Thin Lizzy, you name it, they toured with them. Three albums in and a few lineup changes later, Tag, their longtime guitarist, and Rick, their longtime bassist, have joined me for a shoot and talk. If you want to see the portraits I've shot of Tag and Rick, head to www.sftl.photos. Also, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. We've done the shooting, now let's do the talking. Boys, hello. Hey, hey you all right? Yeah, thanks for coming on. I oh, know, thank you, you for yeah. inviting us, man. Like, we've been excited to do this for a little while, so... Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, so, um, you two have pretty much been in the band since day one. Uh, so, tell me about the early I days. What I was about probably day 60 i reckon yeah like yeah rick and dan are the originals i reckon i was about day 10 yeah. <laughs> so danny is the drummer yeah he yep. co-founded the band with his dad Murray, oh. who's your manager yeah. danny is the original he is the first member undebatable the, okay yeah the first so there what... was actually a bass player before me uh and i know nothing about him but <laughs> i re- he never recorded anything and i replaced him and uh that's that, really. So how do they find you? Because you're not from Cambridge, are you? No. So like, I, I knew of Laurie, who's Dan's dad. Saw that he uh, wanted to um, work with his son on a new band. And he kind of put the feelers out there. So I handed him messages. Please, man, give me an audition. Please, please, come on. Like, I mean, I used to, when I was younger, I, like, I looked like, I don't know, I was... Real short bass. You look pretty good. Bass was three times the size. <laughs> yeah. Hair down to my ass, like, and I was just like, "Please, man, I know I'm young, but I love it." And eventually, they were like, "All right, fair enough. Like, come down, show us what you got." And we just. Do you hear the offers? It's pretty much as soon as you walked in. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and when did you click? Did you away. did you give Tag a call or did you say so, to them? Yeah. So if we go even deeper, that me and Rick were both we went to school together, and um course we had the two rival bands wouldn't talk to each other um so you were in one band and rick was in the other yeah of course sworn enemies absolute yeah what was the band called tag oh uh, come on we don't oh, discuss that man. kind of <laughs> yeah that small, is under small lock side and to mine, key right? sticky toffee pudding i think yeah. <laughs> um i remember walking i was walking i think i was on my way back from school or something about to get the train and i had a call from rick and i was thinking what is this you know what I mean geezer doing calling me you know what I mean we wouldn't really talk that much but the only time we talked was in music lessons this together. is not a family show you can say what you want yeah. 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 the only time we talked was in music lessons and um, so calling me was like really fucking weird so he thought I was going to be like come yeah. mate me and you down right. the park yeah, three o'clock go <laughs> yeah. and um, he said that the because I, I knew he'd obviously gone and um, gone off and started working with Lowell and Dan at that point it was actually band before the treatment was called God Sax Man it was like the really God, sax, sax man, man yeah. It was okay. Really, really early days of the treatment. Obviously, before we kind of knew what we was it. Jesus do. rock. Uh, very religious. Yeah, very, very religious. Yeah. <laughs> Baptize you all, sort yeah. of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, um, and then yeah, so I, I knew he'd gone and joined them, and of course I was fucking jealous as fuck. You know what I mean? I think this geezer's, you know what I mean? He's, he's doing the he's the, going to live he, the dream. He's doing, he's doing the real thing. And, and of I'm, course I was thinking. I've done him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've done him down there. And, um, so he's with the treatment, you're with sticky toffee pudding. Exactly. So you kind of see, you know, what was it going on. It prefers STP. Yeah, STP. And then, um, yeah, then 
their guitarist didn't work out for whatever reason. I don't know how because he was ten times better than me and about five years older than me at the time. Um, but I went down audition, probably did a dreadful job. But for some reason, I think Lowell just saw something in me, and obviously the rest of the boys all wanted it, and so came down, and that was how I got into the treatment. But it was it was so, through. So at that time, it was you, Danny, Rick. When did uh, the original guitarist Ben and the original vocalist Matt come into the fold? Ben was actually there. Ben, ben was, was before, before yeah. me. Okay, um, and I'd known Ben for uh, like a lot of years, just from different bands and stuff mm. like that um but obviously he was quite a bit older than me and um we had basically when we were like originally in god sax man we had another singer as well didn't work out of him for whatever reason and then it was god I, I, time scale completely goes out yeah. my head. i couldn't you tell know what it was we year, actually six had months, three years yeah and, and another there was about three different singers in god sax man before we found matt and when we found Matt, that was when, did it change the treatment straight away? I think it almost changed the treatment well, yeah, straight away. Yeah, we've been like, the thing is, right, we used to be like kind of more metal, metal kind of stuff, but like all of us really, we were- We were, were all grown up on rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's, we were all rock and rollers. Yeah. And we were just like, well- So bands like who? So like ACDC? Yeah, yeah exactly. Zeppelin. Okay. The Who, you The know, good Deep classic Purple. rock. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And we were all like- we're like, yeah, like we like metal, like respect it for what it is. It's cool and that, but we were kind of just like, you know what, like that's what we want to play. We love rock and roll yeah. more. Like, why don't we just play what we love? Like, like fuck whatever's going on at the moment in the music scene. Let's just play some rock and roll. And it's from that yeah. moment where that moment of us sitting down and thinking, like, right, let's actually really play what we want to play. That's when it really started okay. really happening yeah. for us. So. It was the, the originally the the five of you, the original mm -hmm. five guys. How did you all blend together? Because you know, five different guys coming in from five different parts of the country. Let's say it doesn't just work immediately, does it? Well, obviously, me and Tag still I think, hate yeah, each other yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, nothing's changed. Yeah, <laughs> like I think we were right because uh, me and Rick knew each other, and Rick knew Ben, and then obviously Dan and Lowell knew each other. You know, being father and yeah, yeah, and they're, they're they're like really sort of open people. Like, you just, Lowell, you come in and he's just like one hundred percent full on. Yeah, you're in. You know what I mean? So I don't. There was never really. I don't remember any bonding problems in the beginning. I think. Well, you know, Matt, like it's obviously the lead singer syndrome in it. Everyone's a little bit bizarre, but he actually the early days. I think we all got on really well, and it just totally literally yeah. went from like. It, it, you know what I mean? We all knew what we wanted to do. and Did it go to kind of like 0 to 60 really quickly? Dude, 0 to 100. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It, but was, it was literally, it was like, we were kind of demoing some stuff and then Power we were, we, we were on the label. Away, yeah. And then we'd released an album and then we were on tour and then we'd re-released an album and then yeah. we were on tour of Alice mm. Cooper. So the first and it was album like, was re-released? So we've, yeah, we first got signed by Power Age. Yeah. So um, label one, like, which is classic yeah, rock. Classic rock. Yeah. And um, they put our album out first, and then the whole idea of that was it was a stepping stone onto bigger and better things, and that was when um, Spinefarm came along, who's part of Universal. Yeah. And then so they um, re-released This Might Hurt. No cover, like bonus yeah. tracks, all the gubbins. You know. Okay. No, uh, in fact, Drink Fuck Fight wasn't on the original release, but it was on the yeah. Okay, so I've got version. I bought the re-release then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I would have yeah. yeah, bought the like, re-release. Very few people have. You occasionally see them at a show, yeah, where yeah. someone will bring up the original one and 
we look at it and it's like wow it's <laughs> that's like a relic yeah no it is well it's got like it's a cover of us with like a like old doctor leaning out through like yeah. through a door it's it really is weird but oh i've seen that yeah, i have yeah. seen that picture on google images and it's a bit of a shame because we actually had an original cover before that that we had shot and designed we loved and then we kind of you know, you have to kind of go along with what the label says. Yeah. What was that? The image? album cover. It was like a we had a nurse, nurse chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. But yeah. that's the album cover I've got. No, it's not. That was on the back of a T-shirt yeah. that we did. But I bought the iTunes version. Might of the, be of the album with Drink Fuck Fight uh, on. That's the album cover. No, nah, it's got. a different nurse. It's a different nurse. Oh, oh so, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We, had, yeah, no, we have no, a no. lot of sexy nurses, nurses yeah. knocking around this band. There's <laughs> actually a couple upstairs right now. Yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah, we like to keep we'll them. Have to wrap I thought that was the dog <laughs> yeah, No, no, no. We no, like no, to keep no. them on a rotational <laughs> basis. So in in the early days, it must have been quite exciting. How old? You know, how old are you? Fifteen, sixteen? I would. You was already 15. Right? I was 15. I was just 15 on the day I joined, and Dan was just 14. Okay, so you must have been about 17. No, no, no. Then, I no? just turned 16. Just turned 16. So that's and th- that kind of attention is quite... I mean, it's quite extraordinary for teenagers to get. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? I just don't think we're a bunch of cocks, to be honest. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. You don't, like, you don't really need to be, like, someone incredible to not handle it. Just don't be a knob. Yeah, exactly. It's not really... You know what I mean? It's not real life. It's music business. It's just... It's all It's all a big game. Like, just don't... None of us have ever been... None of us have really got carried away with it. We've also not been allowed to be. Do you know what I mean? We're not a band that will stand for anyone being a dick. Yeah. yeah. So... Does if, Laurie keep you grounded? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He's. I think that that's where from a really young age he's really been like you know don't go out and be a fucking knob don't do yeah. that and this and that's definitely like now we're you know a bit older we it's just like we just don't do it there's, totally, just, there's yeah. no there's no point it's just and if someone yeah. does start to even start to walk down that path we'll, like, we'll sit stop. down yeah. and be like listen man, <laughs> listen man like there's a chance you turn it into a bit of a cock here like reel it in sort of thing and I think that we've all really like it's all benefited us like massively mm. even outside of the band like you just i think it's helped real really mold our characters yeah. into like i mean it sounds real stupid but like, i think we like we're five good guys you know like mm. all but of you us see it, like, all of us yeah. i know all of us would fucking give our last penny to help the other man and i think that's really so it's really like a important. band of brothers exactly yeah. yeah exactly have you had members in the past where they haven't stuck to that kind of uh, way of funnily being. enough no not mm. at the time I don't think I no don't think not at the time I, I've that. got to say like, through throughout like obviously we've had like you know some people have just come in for like five seconds they're not even worth mentioning to be quite honest yeah. but the the real characters in the band like throughout the history I, I think at that point in time we were all 100% the band of exactly, yeah, do you know what I mean certain things yeah the... certain things got in the way for them or whatever and they wanted to go off and do their own thing and that's you, you know you can't, but for the for the time that they served in the band, I, I I would say we've always always had people like that. Yeah, definitely. So for for a band that's for a band that's only three albums in, and a band that's about to, you know, you're prepping your fourth album, mm-hmm. yes. So for a band that's quite early on in in your career, you've had quite a lot of lineup changes. Um, what what's the, kind of what's the reason for that, and, and what's your relationship like with previous members? I, I don't know. There's this inbuilt thing that by 25 you have to have mm. at least your 
<laughs> foundations of your life kind of you planned out. Maybe. You have to have a steady job. You've got to be on the way to owning your house. You've got to have your your, your woman. You've got to have thinking about your family and I'll stuff like car, that. Nice yeah, car as you've well. You've got to get your nice car. Got to have a good fridge. And like you've nice got to, yeah. I mean, it's just And you yeah. have to upload pictures to tell everyone about this oh, yeah. as well, of course. Of course yeah. That's the most important thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just all bollocks. Like at the end of the day, like the way the world is at the moment, I could be skimped for the rest of my life. So I might as well fucking do what I want to do and enjoy it. You get to that age of 25, 26 and you, you, your arsehole starts to go and you think, oh God, well, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a, yeah. a steady relationship, which I in fact do, by the way. Um, I, I don't have a house or uh, I'm not earning enough money to be able to like do mm. what I want to do and stuff. And it's just like, well, bollocks. You can fall into the trap and if you enjoy, honestly, if you enjoy that kind of life, then good luck to you. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm yeah. just saying there's other things out there as well. You don't have to do what you feel like you should do. I think Where, the, be it modern, yeah. be it the media, be it the government, be it the news, be it your parents, whatever. Do what you feel you want to do with your life rather than what you feel you should do with your life. So you've had, you're on your second singer. You've had... Uh, I think three or four other guitar players. Um, is it is it the case that those guys kind of got to stage and then realised I don't have the things that you've just you've mentioned? Yeah, I, I think I, I is think that, is big, that why they left? I think right, a big with, thing of with it. Matt and Ben. I think maybe yeah, a big thing. Um, Matt being the the original singer and Ben being yeah, the original guitarist. Original guitar player. I think the other two boys who came in, Jake and Fabian D, like I just don't think they were really cut out to. Just, just for the dedication that we really wanted out of it, and it just wasn't for them. You know what I mean? They, they came in and they did, you know, they did what they want to do, and it wasn't for them. It isn't for everyone. Like the thing is with being in the treatment, and it's to be honest, it's any band these days, is you have to give up everything. You, you wouldn't unless you're a millionaire or you come from, you know, a rich family. You're not going to have money to go and buy your own house and buy your own car. It, it's a lifetime dedication that takes a lot of putting into. It. And yes, one day it will pay off, and we'll all make a shitload of money from it, and we'll all be a able to buy what you want to do but before then that's that's what you have to give up and that's why you haven't got to be worried about falling into a trap of you know if you reach 25 26 and you want a house or whatever do you know what i mean it it doesn't bother any of us and i think that's the the big thing with the boys who are in the band now is it doesn't really phase any of us yeah we're just happy to just do as long as we're enjoying what we want to do we'll keep doing it totally and we'll worry you know what i mean if you know what you, you the, when the time's right you'll know and you'll go and you'll do you do your own thing and until then it's just that it doesn't phase us at all. Do you know what I mean? Like we're and happy to. It's that indicative of the the modern music industry that when people think I'm going to enter <laughs> the music industry as a, a recording artist, in their head they're thinking of the model from back in the day when there was a lot of money to Absolutely, go around. Yeah. Yeah. And people's expectations just not ready. For I mean, how you say it, it though, is. but you know, for a lot of the bands, even in the seventies, for the early times in them their careers, they were all you know house sharing, living on fucking sofas the back yeah. of vans intense it's always been that way unless you're at the top of your game you're not going to make money out of music yeah, it's totally. that is just how it is is it harder being in a a band which is classed as classic rock and classic rock is unfortunately at the moment in terms of the mainstream music scene not the most popular genre i would say yeah. yes and no because i would say i don't know there's 
there's something about our live scene at the moment that seems to really be happening for us. Like we did mm. that Christmas tour and Cambridge sold out at like way in advance and it was like Honestly, we haven't played Cambridge for so long. We didn't seven even, years. We right? didn't even know if we had it's, any fans. No, five here. years, I think. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even know if we had any fans here, and it was just like we just literally watched the tickets go up and up and up and up and up. And then by the time it got to the the actual night of the gig, you'd have people going, <coughs> "Oh, mate, am I right to get on guest list?" Blah blah blah. And we'd go up to our like the promoter, mate, can we chuck twenty names on the list? And he'd go, "Well, no, we're literally at capacity. <laughs> yeah. We cannot get another soul in this building. Otherwise, we'll get shut down." It's like, all right, well. You should have fucking yeah, bought a ticket exactly. then, didn't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? You you kind of came out the starting block so, so fast. Like you toured with all those people I said in the intro. Yeah. And then you had a couple of uh, lineup changes. And it's almost like, did you feel you had to almost start again with the newest lineup? Almost like a new band? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd say that's a fair point. I feel like there was a lot of people that... Um, felt like oh, like I don't know, maybe these guys are on on their way out. Maybe they're slinging a dead it, or something. Yeah, it's a big thing when a singer loses a uh, sorry, a band loses a singer. But I I think it, part of it was starting again. Yeah. But we were all seriously seriously experienced. You know what I mean? We've done so much more than what most bands even get to do. Mm-hmm. So part of it was, and I also think we need to take a bit of time out sometimes when you know when you lose a few members and you it takes a while to get the right lineup back together. Definitely. And you can't just go touring and just hope it happens. You know what I mean? You have to take some time out and really work at it. I think every band ever, no matter what's going on, will be like, oh, no, we're better than ever. We're better than ever. It's going to be our best album ever. Like, But genuinely, yeah. uh, we are the best we've ever been at this point. And I think people kind of needed to be proven that. And I'm, if there's anyone that hasn't come and seen us with a new lineup yet, whatever, give us a shout. If you're that... If you're that worried about it not being as good without Matt, message one of us on Facebook, we'll put you on the list and come down and we can talk about it afterwards. Because we are... <laughs> three o'clock in the park. We yeah, are. You know it. Yeah, three o'clock in the park. We'll have like an old school me and tag. It's weird. When I, listen, when I listen to the first and second albums, it's almost as if I'm listening to a different band because I want to hear it with Mitch's vocals on. Yeah. Mm. Any chance you could just re-record the whole thing? Oh, definitely. You know, people I, have I, said I, Yeah, people have said it. Maybe we'll do, I don't know, bonus tracks or something in the future. Yeah. Like we've, We have thought about it. Because... But you've done some bonus tracks from on the the Generation Me, the third album yeah. re-release. We did an acoustic yeah. version yeah. of Running with, with the dogs. dogs, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is with Mitch is you're not just getting a great, diverse vocalist. It's the whole package with him. He's a mm. lunatic front man. And that's exactly what we need. Yeah. Like. I mean, and listen, I'm not here to stag anyone off, but with Matt, we would go out and we would do the same kind of show almost every night. With uh, Mitch and Tao now as well, you never know what's going <coughs> to happen. Like, Mitch genuinely, I mean, yeah. you, who knows what goes on in that guy's head? And I love him for it. He, he could go out there, he could fucking dive in the audience, he could go full on Gigi Allen and strip naked, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, honestly, know. like the, it's great. It's it's exactly what we needed. We're a band. It's all about spon- like spontaneity. If that's the right word. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah, we love it. But like it keeps said, it fresh, doesn't what, it? You never know. What's yeah, going absolutely. Happen. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I think is really given the treatment like a new lease of life. Totally. And same with Tao. Mitch and Tao. He's yeah. jumping on people's shoulders. He's fucking put, shoving people. He's steaming in the crowd. He loves it. Take me back. You guys, I first saw you when you opened for Steel Panther. And I remember mm. standing there and uh, 
the, the lights dimmed and then two women walked out with two Union ja- Union Jack flags. Yeah. And I was like, go on then, entertain yeah. me. That's <laughs> you are with all that. And you guys just blew me away. I hadn't heard that that classic rock sound from a new band in a long, long time. You, Rick, you tried to uh, climb the the speakers, but you didn't because you were quite short. I can't believe <laughs> I fucking remember that, you fucking arsehole. <laughs> Do you remember doing that? I don't know what you're on about. Bristol Academy. I think, I think that was a different band. <laughs> um, but straight from there, you went off on tour with Kiss and Motley Crue. Yeah, that was announced on that tour. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. that just doesn't happen to bands now. And we're only talking four or five years ago. Yeah. Talk mm. to me about that tour. The Kiss and Motley Crue tour? Yeah. Well, I think, like you said, that doesn't happen. But it does. Magic can happen. Fucking uh, Nicky Six kind of tweeted about our band, saying like about um, that he loved our new single and stuff like that. And we were like, <coughs> fucking hell, is that the Nicky Six? Nicky Six from Motley Crue. Yeah, from Motley Crue. And we were like, so we kind of were trying to just like get in contact with him or anything so like, he he had tweeted saying these guys are coming on my tour. Well, this was I'm talking before before okay, yeah. all this come about. He tweeted about us saying, "Oh, great to see like new bands like rocking it." Like, which was honestly, if he just if, it, if we left it at that, that's a good cool that, thing to have. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, was he playing you on his radio show? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, so like Laurie was like just trying to trying to get in contact with him, push for anything, and. Managed to pull some strings, and then the next thing you know, we're announced we're going on tour with Kiss and Motley Crue, which is just like across mm. America for three months. That must have pleased the label. Well, I mean, God, I wish it did. Yeah, they could have supported us so, a yeah. bit. We, yeah, I mean, listen, again, we're not here to slag anyone off, but there was a lot more that could have been done from the label side of things. Absolutely. We did, we, we got to, what was it, number 55? Something like that in the Billboard. In the, it, yeah. yeah, in the Billboard charts from selling our CD shows. Over yeah. there. Nothing, yeah. just, is, just not in a record store, not yeah. on iTunes. Just Amazon, on the merch nothing. table. Yeah. Just on the merch table. Literally us walking out there, selling yeah. it, signing it there. Bloody hell. Do you know, it was, I think for us at that time, it was amazing. Yeah. Like it was a bunch of English kids going over there and we got mobbed every night. Yeah. You would go out and there would just be four or five hundred screaming Americans around you. It was yeah. amazing. It must have really... felt like the Beatles. Yeah, yeah we really did. <laughs> treatment mania. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> treatment mania. But um, also, another thing, if I could just clear it up, um, we've had literally so many people say, oh, you bought onto that tour, you bought onto that tour, you bought onto that tour. You bought... Yeah. It was a 50 grand buy-on. Um, that is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. The treatment will never, ever buy onto a tour, nor accept yeah. a buy-on to buy onto one of our shows. Does that happen? It is the cancer yeah. of the music industry. And honestly, tweet Nicky Six, ask him yourself. There was not a penny handed over to get yeah. onto that tour. That happens. So young bands are expected to buy onto A lot tours. of bands now are expected to pay to play. And the, we're, we're, we're with, with big, bands with big, you know, the big classic bands. They, no, no, this, no, you couldn't. But I mean, I mean I, you couldn't buy onto a Kiss show, for example. Kiss don't need the yeah. money. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think out of principle they won't do it as well because they know what it's like to be at that bottom run. Yeah, yeah. And try and when you're trying to start something off, um, so I don't think they would do it. But there's a lot of middle-sized bands who, yeah, they do charge bands to play. That's ridiculous. Either it's that, like, or it's, well, do they not remember where they come from? Well, apparently not. And it's like. There's the buy-in, which is the absolute worst, and then there's other things that like the no fee. When you say no fee, what do you mean? Like they won't pay their opening act. And like, oh, I see. Could they not sp- spare five hundred quid somewhere a day just to keep a band on the road, keep the scene alive? It's a real shame. So, did you travel with Kiss and Motley Crue, or were you expected to find no, your way around the America? Our, our way around. 
So we were we had our own tour bus there, okay. but obviously like it was essentially like travelling together, but we weren't part of the party. If you, know. you would just follow them. Yeah, well, we had a we had a I, bus, got, we had a driver. Yeah, by, like, by the end of it, though, we like the crew looked after us so well. Yeah, um, like I mean, the first the first like day when you turn up, it, they were just you know had these little British kids sitting here. We had no <laughs> yeah. crew, nobody. It was literally just us and Laurie. Yeah, so you were just doing your own crew, that I mean, was, your own crew, and your own yeah, setting up your own instruments. And then you know what I mean. I think it was like what is it like 130, 140 people on the whole tour. Yeah, for their it's crew, massive, and we had nobody. So they, they just looked at us like, these guys must be a joke. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, once they saw us play and realised, you know, what we were about, they, they totally changed their mind. And by the end of the tour, they were helping us every night. Yeah. They were looking after us. Like, we got so much food from them. Yeah. So much booze. Like, it, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, really, the, yeah. well, we got, like, we got fed every day from day dot anyway. Like, they mm. they just were like, let us have the free run of their catering, which was amazing. That's amazing. Um, mm. But like, honestly, by kind of like two, three weeks in, they were like, yeah. As soon as all the as soon as Kiss and Motley are out of their dressing rooms, steaming there, you, you can yeah. take whatever you want. You can use all their facilities, which <laughs> is trying like, to find Jean's wallet. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I'll is pay for the tour. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like stealing sweets off Tommy Lee, and like it's great. <laughs> yeah, so cool. What was it like being around the you know Kiss and Motley crew who who you know they've been there since the seventies and the eighties. They've been through as bands, they've been through a lot, but they've seen the industry change. So yeah. what what kind of um, what kind of advice did did the two bands give you? Like literally, all of them were basically just saying, "Don't split up; yeah. it will get better." I think Gene's great quote what was it? If you want drugs, money, or hookers, don't come to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, like I don't know. They, they were all great. They, I think they. You, you, I mean, they're such superstars. It's not like you're gonna go and hang out with them all the time. You know, yeah. I mean? they've all got their own things to do. But when we did see them, they were just so nice, friendly, and genuine, and just actually looked like it. Really, it takes like nothing. I mean, well, no, it, it, it's so much for, like if for them to just say hi to like a young band, yeah, it takes nothing out of their day, but means so much to someone else. And they were really like big on that. Do you know what I mean? They would always say hi and always take the time to just yeah. stop. And... Nicky sat down for like dinner with us a few yeah. times, which was really, really cool. Um, Gene, came, he, in, he Gene was... came in the full makeup, didn't he? Yeah, Gene like, came over, yeah, had dinner with us, give Lowe a back rub, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. In, um, in full makeup and, and, and stage armour. Yeah, and, and heels as well. Yeah, <laughs> he, Honestly, he's quite an intimidating geezer when he's in that full gear. But honestly, they were lovely. Mm. They were lovely. Everyone like everyone says this and that about Vince Neil, Gene Simmons and all these lot, but you've got to take people as you meet them and to us, they were absolutely, could not yeah. have been nicer. Were your expectations reset? Kind of like how we discussed before, um, you know, you have a certain idea of how the music industry is how tours go how people act how the 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 kind of the infrastructure of of a essentially what it is a, a touring business it's a traveling show were your expectations uh reset during the tour um well i think the th- as we've i mean like we were so young we had done the alice cooper tour we've done the steel panther tour so we had done some big shows but I mean, these were 30,000 30, yeah. seat like arenas and amphitheaters and stuff like that with two of the biggest American rock bands of all time. And like you hear so many horror stories. You think like, oh, it's going to have to be like face the wall and the guys walk past and don't look at them and you won't, you won't see them at all like throughout the whole thing. And it just wasn't like that at all. It was completely mm. chilled. They were all out there to have a great time and earn some money. And it was just great. They were just honestly dream come true it couldn't have gone any better really like the way we were treated and stuff like yeah. that so 
Is it hard being a support act? I think the thing with the with, with the with the Kiss shows is because when we were playing like um, amphitheaters and stuff, the, all the front seats. How many, how many seats are those? I would say anywhere between twenty and forty thousand. Yeah, all the front must be like first three, four, five thousand seats are all the VIP guests who aren't going to turn up till later on the show. So the whole back of the like everything would be sold out and be packed, but that'd be five, six hundred meters away. Yeah. yeah. So you were playing to a crowd where you really you couldn't even see people's faces, but it was still a packed crowd. It was yeah. really quite weird. Yeah. And that was that was quite hard. But I think where we were English as well, it, we just, I don't know. It was a perfect build for us to really just start with. In like did the did the English thing and the young thing work yeah. in your favour? Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nailed it for us. Not yeah. in the sense that people like. Well, let's take pity on the school kids, but no. were people just com- completely shocked that yeah, a exactly, young yeah. a well, young band because you had band had got out there? Yeah, I mean, even from even from the get go, you had quite a solidified sound. It wasn't like you were. It wasn't like your songs wavered. Yeah, there was a there was a real sh- there is a on on that first album. There's a real strong sound throughout the whole. Mm-hmm. So throughout the whole album, so then throughout your live set, that would be present as well. Yeah, totally. Do you think that worked in your favour? Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, the comparison that a lot of people were making was like Def Leppard. Yeah, because obviously they went over to America when they were really, really young, and that's just real cool to hear. You know, like people saying, "Oh, I've not seen anything like this since Def Leppard." It's like, well, yeah. Def Leppard are, are huge. We are our heroes. You know, like people comparing us to that. It's so cool to hear. But yeah, like like Tag was saying about the um, people being like far away and stuff. It's it's like American shows are kind of weird, like because I think being English, we have once again we have this kind of like we kind of think that the way that gigs are here, the way that they are all over the world, but it's it's not. It's very very different yeah. from country to country, you know. Um, like in England, like if we, if there's a big stadium stadium gig and there'll be like bands on, uh, like rock bands, like normally it'll be general admission, which I love because the people that are real fans you turn up there earliest. The they've got the chance the to get yeah. to the front, which I think is real cool. Um, whereas in America, it's a little bit different in the pe- the more expensive seats will be at the front. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, obviously we do, like there are seated gigs in England where like you, you pay more to get the, the seats close to the front. But for me, I'm all about the general admission. Like, you like the standing ones. But I love yeah. it because like I said, the, the, the guy that's listened to this band his whole life, he's bought all their albums, uh, the, the working class guy can still afford to get his ticket, and go down there the front, early, yeah. and he can be in the front and see his heroes. And I think that's that's totally, that's what it's all about. There's a guy, I always see at Alice Cooper gigs, he comes dressed as Alice Cooper, and he's <laughs> always in the front row. Did you see him when you were... I'm sure we must have done that. Yeah. Yeah. How was the Alice tour? It was great. It was, it was awesome. I mean, how long were you with him for? It was like over a month, I think. Yeah, it was, no, it was about a month, I think. Because we did... Um, did England and all across Europe as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we only did two English shows though, didn't we? Yeah, well, that was it. Um, Which shows in England? We did Bristol, Bristol Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. And the rockin'est cities. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. But that I think that for us was amazing because it was the first time we'd been on a big, big tour. Yeah, big stage. Really. Yeah, big stage. Yeah, before then, we really we hadn't done anything. I think we'd done Sonosphere. That was probably yeah, Sonos like Sonos. We'd done the Jaeger stage at Sonosphere. That was the biggest I think we'd done. How many people is Sonosphere? Is that Sonosphere was like a sister to Download? Yeah, of, it, yeah, I mean the thing is, it wasn't like the main stage. That was like our first sort of okay. probably festival appearance. So, so it's still a it, good couple. It's still like ten thousand, let's say. 
10,000 people. The thing is, probably realistically, it was probably a couple of thousand. To us, it yeah, felt like we were it playing felt like like it, to it like stadium, yeah. like rock in Rio, you know what I mean? But, but um, yeah, no, so that, that was the first time. And the first show we did was in Rome. And I remember when we first turned up and just seeing this enormous room and then the size of the stage, and you just think, I, can't, I, I wouldn't even, I'd run out of breath running from one side to the other, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And, and it was a real learning curve for us, that. And just, just how to like handle yourselves on the tour as well. Do you know what I mean? Because like for us just being kids, it's the first time we'd sort of got out and done anything on that size. And when you're working, it's all right. You know, we'd done all like our own headline tours, like little stuff before then. But when you're working on to someone else, you know what I mean? Their times, being there at X time, you know what I mean? Like you can't fuck it up and mess about. Mm -hmm. So it was like a massive sort of learn for us and just how to like, just work a crowd and just be a rock and roll star really yeah. you know what I mean and like hanging out yeah. with like his band as well his band are all great musicians. yeah they were really good guys like they had um, Steve Hunter who was from the original Alice Cooper band out yeah. of him and he like, like I'm the bass player but like just watching him play like the guy lays it down the guy is so on his game yeah. completely blind and like slamming on the guitar and it's so, like so cool to be around people like that and just watch him play mm. and just like it's so cool you know did he give you any advice Alice basically the same thing just don't yeah. split up like keep going <laughs> well, get find better. small things to do like his one was what was it's where he liked to get loads of biscuits and then stamp on them or something in his dressing room because yeah. he felt like he was being really rebellious and then he said oh <laughs> sweet mum he said he had to find like little things and I remember at the end of the tour he gave us a little set of toilet golf Yeah. so you oh. sit there take shit and then play golf at the same time that's really sweet which I think is a brilliant idea yeah. unfortunately it didn't get massively used on tours since feel like we found other pastimes but, <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah it was, it, it Alice, was is, Alice is just as lovely as you'd hope he would be he's awesome so those those are kind of like the, the, the bigger tours do you remember the first treatment gig do you mean is the actual treatment the as the like, actual treatment I'm sure I do and I'm sure it was was it Dagnum nope I don't think it was that would have been GSM I'm pretty sure Man on the Diamond Sutton and oh my days and you know, yeah you know what yeah. I'm talking about so yeah the first treatment gig was definitely a bit debatable great songs attire was maybe slightly out there I think or was it the River Rooms which one was yeah it was, no it was the River Rooms so basically so what were you wearing? wearing no no I feel like the River Rooms was afterwards we were a bit too 70s yeah of course when you first came out you had the long straight hair the status quo clothes well the thing is like is like you have to remember at that point we were all kids like for us when we were growing up the whole emo thing came in and I don't think we were, were all massively into it yeah. but when every single one of your friends around you exactly. you dress like it. your mates don't you, you dress like your mates you know yeah. what I mean we were just like you know like everyone's always been so fucking thinking about cutting your hair and this and that it's, we just you know we're, we're all mates and you know what your mates do you just like it's part of who you are you know yeah. what I mean we're like we all like trends and stuff so we definitely had a little bit of that um sort of, you know, bullet for my Valentine thing came in. And then when we started the treatment, we were just like, well, no, actually bollocks to it. Like, we prefer rock and roll and long yeah. hair and all this shit. And obviously it wasn't massive in the time. We were like, no, nah, we're going to grow it. So when we first came out, we were, we wanted to be like our 70s rock stars. And obviously yeah. I think we found like... We're like the, the anti-emo. Yeah, the anti... Well, yeah. by the time you guys came out, 2008, 2009, It was already sort of dying emo down anyway. Dying yeah. Off yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, and I think like, obviously since then, we've found like the perfect of like where we all... Like mm. writers, like characters and people. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, when you grow up a bit, like you kind of realize it doesn't matter what you fucking wear. Like you just wear what you want to. Yeah. But yeah, so we we came out and we were definitely very seventies vibes. I remember um Ben had a pair of 
um, strides that you had a set of bell buttons I'm not yeah. joking you wouldn't get through that door over there They're yeah wide and I had a bright white pair of shoes on the, probably the worst pavement lifters you've ever you seen still got them in I've still got them yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're probably I mean, not white anymore you should yeah. dust them off for the next tour yeah, well, no, he, to be fair he's probably only worn them once <laughs> yeah that one time and then <laughs> and um, I, I think it was wearing like a shirt and like oh, it was it was just it was a dreadful scene all round but you know it was it was our first gig ever you know what I mean we, we, were, we were learning we were, we were just trying and doing different things and then I can't really remember what happened after that we did like a few small gigs here and there and then it, we did the um, the free tour, the Power Rangers tour, didn't we? Yeah. And then obviously this, this, we got like little festival slots here and there, and then it'd be the sort of odd ones off, like supporting a slightly larger band. Although I do remember one. We did time... some shows with Blackstone Cherry. Oh I feel yeah, like that we did. was probably the first big thing. Yeah, we did two, three. It was three shows. We did like Leamington Spa, yeah. Norwich, and Cardiff. Yeah, that was the yeah. first. They were the first times we ever got like. Yeah, with yeah in actual band. fact, I can remember phoning up my dad and being like, "Oh yeah, you know, you know that band Blackstone Cherry." He was like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "You never guess what? We're gonna support them." He was like, "No way!" Yeah. <laughs> and was the so feedback? Cool, was the know? feedback kind of instantly good from people? Were you picking up fans? Were you seeing the same faces? I think we. I mean, I think we were pretty good, like from the get go. But obviously, looking back now, I. I mean, in fact, I did actually see we we dug out an old DVD from that support show, Blackstone Cherry, and it's pretty horrific, to be quite honest with you. But I think we were. We had something really special about us. There was no one else around like us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? At, at that I'd point, agree, and, yeah, yeah. And I, I think as well as an artist, you're always going to look back and you go, "God, I could have done that so much better." Mm. But when you actually kind of go back to the time, yeah, we were great, and it was just something new. Do you know what I mean? There, there was no one else really doing the whole like rock scene when we first come out. So, after the Kiss tour, did you feel this is it? We are we're in, we're in the good swing here. We're we you know we're we're working really well as as a band. Totally, we, yeah. Well, we've we got went, a great. We set come of songs. straight back and went out with um Thin Lizzy. Yeah, and then and out to Japan. Yeah. yeah, and then out to Japan straight away after for Ozfest. Yeah. yeah. So, coming off of that, were you surprised when when Matt said that he wanted to leave? Well, ben Ben left. Yeah, first. Ben, yeah. ben left first. Yeah. Um. I no, I'm not really surprised. I think we knew Ben was going to leave quite a while. The writing was did. on a wall. Yeah. And um for Ben, the, yeah, the guitarist. Ben. Yeah, he just he didn't have what the, he didn't have the tools that you need to be in a band. And yeah, he's gone off and done his own thing now and good luck to him, whatever. But he didn't have the tools of what he needed to do in the treatment. It was um, just his dedication level yeah. completely dropped down. And um listen, from that from the day one when it first happened, we've never said anything bad about him. I know he said bad stuff about us to people. Yeah. That, some that will listen, some that won't, and whatever. Sometimes you just got to be the bigger people and just be like, "Good luck to you." Whatever, man. Yeah. Good luck. So losing a guitar player is probably a lot easier than losing a lead singer. Hey, man, uh, our guitar I player think... sat right here. Yeah. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking. I'm saying, I mean, obviously, obviously, the bass player is probably the hardest. Thing <laughs> but you know what I mean. <clears throat> a guitar, a, a lead singer is. It's, it's almost like the face of the band. Yeah, totally, I would yeah. say to, to anyone looking from the outside, yeah, but I think every person in the band is, like, it takes very certain personalities for something to work, and you can get in someone easily, and this is what we realised. Yes, it was easy to replace a guitarist. We replaced him fucking three times since Ben left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's they not don't stay. Come in, yeah, yeah it, it's so much, like, personalities and everything as well in a band, and having the right characters that will come together and will 
feed off of each other right do you know what i mean that's what is really hard to replace and it wouldn't matter if you were to replace anyone anyone in the band is hard to replace yeah like it kind of felt like in those kind of in-between shows when we had the other guitar players and stuff it was almost like we had like four fucking lions on the stage and one daffodil you know what i mean (laughs) print that on a t-shirt yeah yeah you know what i mean literally that that is perfectly summed up yeah but is that because they they weren't there long enough to show well, but they right. weren't there long enough to show what they're, they're really made of. No, they, they haven't got they the, had the real, the if real you look in between game, your right? legs, you'll find what you know you need <laughs> there. And obviously it wasn't quite equipped well enough. Yeah. I believe the Spanish is uh, cojones. Yeah, the cojones. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like they, they each had a, a seriously good you know, run at doing it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Fabian, had a, we, we played with Aerosmith for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we didn't I have... I think you toured with Aerosmith. Yeah? Alterbridge and Aerosmith. In Europe or America? Europe. In Europe. Yeah. We did some massive shows out there. You know what I mean? And each of the boys had plenty of, you know, chance to show their worth. But it just didn't, just didn't happen. Like, sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Mate, it's just, the reality is, it wasn't their bag. They come into it because they thought it was going to be, like, mm. a real, like, it was going to blow huge and it was just going to be, like, great from day one and there's not going to be any downtimes at all. It's just going to be full-on touring and fucking bitches and doing blow yeah, but it's like it's just I don't know that's you, not real it's not the reality not, not, yeah. the, not the right characters for the band and yeah. now Taylor's come in we're rocking again yeah. so when when Matt left did you think was there, was there a, even just a small part of you that thought we've had our run this, this is it no, I've got to say it actually never I, I even remember like him having a conversation in the kitchen with us where we sort of knew like holy fuck we had a, like, like a, a, a band meeting on the wall, yeah and <clears throat> what was he after, saying after he left huh we, what well, was he saying when you said he was chatting to you in the kitchen you know we, Matt just didn't want to do it anymore he just he had other, other things he wanted to do in his life and you know as well good luck to him whatever do you know what I mean it's unfortunately it's, it's pretty you know it's a bit savage when you're in a band but it's it'd almost be like you know with like five fucking girlfriends you know what I mean like mm-hmm. once you once you break up with someone you move on and you just get on with what your life is that that is unfortunately how it is and um so good luck to him but whatever and yeah we I mean we knew that and then I can't remember what we were actually talking about here that was it yeah whether you thought that this is yeah it, oh, that was could, it. yeah no end. and like even from from that conversation I don't think any, between any of us who were left we all knew that we would carry on regardless totally it, like yes it did suck but there, yeah. there was never any point no one sat down and thought, actually, hmm, I kind of yeah. fancy that daytime job at McDonald's. Yeah. It was almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, nobody ever went, God, I want to turn it in as well. We all went, you know what? We'll find another singer. Yeah. Well, no, it, what it was, was, so, okay, Matt's done his, done his thing. He's told us we're all leaving, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's like, a bit like, uh, fucking hell kind of thing. We all sat down. Right, boys, we're sure we all still want to do this. Yes, 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 yes. Sweet. What are we going to do to move forward? Find another singer. Let's go. Let's get it going. So how did you find Mitch? It's Dan, wasn't it? Yeah, Dan found him on YouTube. He just, I think he just typed in UK rock singer. UK classic it? rock singer. First yeah, hit. So anyone who needs to look for a singer, yeah. there's the place to yeah. go. <laughs> Mitchell M's, one audition, done. Yeah. It was, we didn't Replacing even... singers is easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> easiest one to replace. Like... Uh, so he'd been on The Voice, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Marvellous. Yeah, yeah. Next question. And then carrying swiftly on. Did that not put you off at all? Just a little bit that he'd nah, come nah. with that that kind yeah. of baggage. Why? Why would you? Why would you let it put put you off when someone is really good? 
can't go. Oh, you're you're really talented, but yeah. God, you've been you you've had an audition on next. You know, you yeah. can't you can't be in the can't band have like that. Sorry. So what if someone doesn't like him because or someone doesn't like us because he's been on a game show? Yeah. You are so yeah. small minded. Like get into yeah. Fucking get into two thousand. Yeah. And look at all the look at so many of the great rock singers that are about at the moment. Adam Lambert. He gets shit for being in Queen, but he is awesome. Yeah. He, he, I offense, think he does a great right. job. We've also got Eric Gromwell from Heat. He was on the X Factor in Sweden. Another reality TV show. The guy's fucking awesome. Yeah. Nathan James from Inglorious. He was on The Voice. He was on some other stuff as well. The guy is a great, great singer. What can you say? At the end of the day, if you want to write off all those bands because they've had some ties with yeah. reality TV, then you've got no hope. There's no other bands to listen also, to. Like, like, what, what would you let do? Rock yeah. Die. Go if, for it. If you're a talented person and a singer and you've got like a, a chance in front of you, you've got nothing else going on in your life, why wouldn't you take it? At that point in their life, they obviously didn't have anything going on, so they went on one of the reality TV shows, and hell, it, something came out of it that then got them into the vans. So, what's wrong with that? Was it an immediate vibe when he came down to audition? I think you have to meet Mitch to understand him. He's a very... Yes, it was a vibe, but it's not what you... He's not like someone <laughs> who, who walks in the room and you go... Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You just go... Oh my god, this is a lunatic! Yeah, and then we I got mean, him singing the first yeah. song, and we were like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. What song did you give him? Did he need to? Did he need to learn one of your songs in, in advance? You or? know what? I swear we, I swear we said to Mitch, learn one or two, and he came down and he knew basically every single one of yeah. like, every, He's just so, like he picks things up so quickly. Yeah, like he's one of them really irritating characters who, you know, the classic guy who just doesn't bother doing his homework or anything at school yeah. and comes in and just. He walks out with a degree by the time he's like 10. Yeah. He's that kind of guy with music. Like, I'll sit there and practice something for about 10 years. Still can't get it. And he'll come in and I'll be like, oh, show me how to play a bit. And I'll show him and he'll, he'll play it back to me. And you're like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so it was almost immediate in that in that moment. That we need this guy. We we need to... Yeah, and I think, you know what? Part. I think Mitch needed us at, his, at that point in his life. You know, he had... He'd just come out of another, like... I think he'd come out of his own band or something. And he had nothing going on. It was like the perfect timing for everyone. And I think that's why it worked so well straight off. And we really... I mean, we were out like, what? Two months before we were having gigs again? Two, three months? Yeah. Literally. Like, we, 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 lit we got him in and we started booking shows straight away because we knew it was going to work. And then we were straight back out playing shows again. And at the same time, you're bringing Teo into the band, your brother. Yeah. Actually, yeah, when you think about it, right? So the last gigs we did with Matt was in February in Australia, and we did Steel House in July. And we'd done secret gigs in between yeah. then. Which I think to replace a singer and do a 45-minute set, yeah. you did, it? You did Steel House with Mitch. With Mitch and Teo. So, and Teo, yeah. That was like so the like grand... within four or five months, you That was like the Matt grand unveiling, yeah. yeah. Okay. But obviously, we did do secret gigs in between to kind of get our... But don't forget, like, you know, Matt hadn't left by the time we came back from Australia. Like, we mm -hmm. hadn't searched for people before that. But, but he knew, told you before knew, you went to Australia? We knew he was leaving, yeah. Okay. That that must have been odd, being on <laughs> tour in Australia. <laughs> yes. With Matt, knowing... I mean, was was the tour going well? We, it, was, it, it was just a bit of an us and them kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I, who, I mean, was, mate, the shows in Oz were brilliant. But amazing, it, yeah, yeah. Absolutely incredible. They really, And it was quite weird, like, for that, you know, the, the hour or whatever when we were on stage... You didn't really think about it. You didn't think, fuck, this guy's going to quit. You know what I mean? You just got on with it. And they were all really great. But the, the travelling in between was quite bizarre because it really wasn't us and them. And, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's like, like you guys and Matt. Yeah. Like, uh, no, and Matt. And, and in fact... Uh, no, we didn't know Fabian was going to leave. No, but, it, but that's kind of where it kind of... Yeah, I think that's what, like, obviously Fabian, I think he must have got cold feet and decided he wanted out on that tour because they sort of started, like, powling up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of know when that happens. It's just... 
not really. It was, it was just really bizarre, like for going through such an amazing experience to seeing two people not really enjoy it. It's yeah, like, like we're out in Australia, like drinking VB and getting free tattoos. Like, mate, we don't get <laughs> much know, better. Like, <laughs> sitting on the beach with you know, like beers and there's women and there's barbecues and there's food and then there's music and you're playing festivals and there's superstars. Like, yeah, and you go. You're on a actually, you're on a private plane full of like literally yeah. like superstar musicians. Like you sat next to. Jared Way, you yeah. sat next to fucking, what's his name from um, Ronnie Radke and people like that, and you're like, this is nuts. Yeah. What tour were you on? Soundwave. Hey, it was, so it's a giant right, touring festival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Faith No More knocking yeah. about. Like it's insane. Lamb of God. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So you come back, you get Mitch. By the time Mitch had come in, was was Teo in the band? Yeah, it was about. We did it at the same time, didn't we? Yeah, I think Teo actually joined just before Mitch, was it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. It was almost in exactly the same okay. time. but like We announced it at the same yeah. time, didn't we? He's your brother. Did, yes. Did you, did you, I mean, was it your idea? Did you, did you want him to come in the band? Or was this like, no, this is my thing, not your thing? I, I don't, don't know, even like, try and Teo, say a load of yeah, pony here, because <laughs> I will tell the truth. Like, Taylor would be like knocking about at the shows before, like because he uh, he's my brother. He's always supported me and always come down to the yeah. shows. But where he's quite quite a lot longer, he'd only just turned eighteen, and I, I to me I didn't really occur to me like he was just sort of doing his own thing at college, and like he, yeah he played a lot of guitar. Like Taylor played guitar before me, but it never really been like a big sort of like huge thing in his life. Whether for me it was like guitar, every, everything, everything. And Dan was the one who actually said, well, look, you know, fuck it, let's try it. Yeah. And then watch some of his stuff and like, he, you know, he's probably a fucking better guitar player than me. Like when he gets to my age, <laughs> he'll be better, but he's not yet. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but when he gets there. He is. But, um, yeah. And so Dan was actually the one who said like, you know, fucking bring him down for an audition. Yeah. And a mixed much resistance from Tag. Yeah, what were you? Yeah. What were you worried about? <laughs> no, I, I, I've always said like I thought it was game. Like I just I was worried like cause to be in the treatment you really have to commit to something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I hadn't seen that side of him. Do you know what I mean? Because he wasn't like he loved playing music, but he wasn't like I think for a lot of us is like once you pick music, you go fuck. I need to do it. He sort of had a job like just land him, and since then he's gone. I've made this my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And but like from from day one, like I think the moment he like had that chance of thinking, okay, I actually could do this. Like, I just I don't think he really had the confidence that he, like I I know he came down like thinking, oh, there's no way I'll ever be able to do this. And then we were like, yeah, let's do it. And since then, he's made it his life and he's become amazing. You know what I mean? He's come along as a player like so much in the last two years. And it's almost like you're a new band. Well, we are a new band. And we're way fucking better. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> End interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to me about the, talk to me about the support in in the industry. Talk to me about how uh, labels would support young bands. How you feel you have been supported. Maybe you haven't been supported as much as you want. Cool. Right. So, Spine Farm. They were, was that was, your first? It, no, that, so that was what Power we moved on to. Power, Power, Age, yeah. Power Age was just like the set, stepping stone label. Yeah. Um, so obviously like we moved from Spine Farm onto Power Age. Uh, sorry, from Power Age onto Spine Farm. Um, Spine Farm, we thought like, there's no way it can't be like, mm. anything other than absolutely amazing. It's universal. We're going to have thousands and thousands of pounds thrown at us. We're going to have all this support and stuff. 
but the trouble is is they kind of almost kind of almost wanted us to be something that we're not we're just an honest rock band and we play rock and roll tunes and mm. um, we entertain people we're not a metal band we never will be um we've got heavier songs and stuff like that but we're not asking alexandria yeah and they kind of wanted us to i think go more yeah. down that kind of more modern sound and stuff like that and i do think we do have a modern sound to be perfectly honest but it's obviously rooted in the classic kind of yeah classic kind yeah, of sound. You have you you have a modern version of you know the good old status quo exactly yeah. so it's almost like we kind of we wanted we were putting our heart and soul into these albums and it's like sweating out and doing hundred hours a week one on, of the lines that came from someone was we, we gave them the sort of demos we are no we actually gave the final thing to yeah. them is what of was, the demo uh, of the album yeah before it's obviously released and he gives it I can't quite get my head around it yeah so when you've got like, someone like that who's like men in the label pushing you yeah you go fuck this ain't good <laughs> so we kind of we did the last album with them and we had an option to take up the next one and uh, you did the second album with them so we did two albums on so, them, yeah. yeah this running with the dogs this might have was re-released and then running with the dogs okay um and then yeah we just kind of we just agreed it was time to part ways yeah. because it just wasn't wasn't working for either party whatever move on we're now on um frontiers and they've been excellent they let us make the albums we want to make they fully support us they say if if a massive tour comes up then mm. we really really want you to do it and it's just nice and there's no like you know fighting in your corner. artwork and stuff you just let us get on with it yeah and let, mm. let us do us and they do them you know what i mean and that's they're there to support us when we need it and they wait for us to deliver what we want to deliver do you know what i mean which is great yeah the photos on your last album were Fantastic. I actually yeah, feel I must they say, let the, yeah. let the <laughs> You can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of in terms of money in the industry, people always say that the record industry is dying. Money doesn't go to the bands. Do singles matter anymore? Do do album sales matter? Is the money in touring? Forget album sales, really. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's the, when you're talking like big, big big bands yeah I'm, you know there, yeah there is money there but at our level it's you know all you need to do is do a small amount of research into how much it would make how much it would cost for five band members to earn the minimum wage via stream sites and it tells you all you need to know about like, how much how many streams off the top of my head I could not tell you but it is a ludicrous amount an unachievable figure for bands that are on our level so Mm. albums I think for almost all bands now have become an excuse to tour yeah. and mm. if that is how it is then whatever we love touring and exactly. go out and go on tour just alright by me and like and with streaming sites as well like okay like it, it does suck it's the way the industry is at the moment but honestly all I say is if you want these bands to carry on going go if you're mm. going to stream the albums then go and watch them live if they're in your t- if you're in your city, and go and buy a t-shirt yeah. because that is what is going to keep bands wanting to keep going at it. A lot of bands are knocking it on the edge because there's no way to financially support themselves. But the punters can keep us going. Just go and watch us live, buy some merch, whatever. But if you're just going to stream the albums, then it's eventually it's gonna it's gonna run dry. Because, yeah. all this, well, someone's obviously making a lot of money out of it, 
and then it's not the band. It's yeah, the, yeah, it certainly ain't us. Is is the live the the great part of of your your job, your life? One hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, it's everything for us. It's the most important part. But, I mean, it's. I don't know about that because that album's yeah. obviously really important too. We put everything into our albums, but um, it's kind of one of those things, though. I think like live is it's not the most exciting part, but like for me, I love touring. Like everything comes with it. Like just being in the band, you know, being in with the boys in the van, you're knocking around. Like making the albums are amazing as well, but they're stressful. And it's long. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy. What's stressful about them? Well, maybe not stress is the right word, but it's just getting it right. You know, you change one little bit and you have to go back and change a million other things. Like, loads of sort of bits like that. But for me, like, playing live is what I, the part I enjoy about being in the band most. And it's definitely now where the money is, really. Mm. Totally. As you can all tell, we're millionaires. Last November, you very publicly criticised uh, a journalist <laughs> called Mark Ashby. <laughs> Um, from Uber your Rock name wasn't in there because <laughs> yeah. he didn't review uh, your set at Hard Rock Hell Festival. Is that kind of treatment of a band? Is that is that indicative of the whole uh, media industry? I mean, do listen, they do oh, they ignore yeah. certain bands? I think if you took that one quote and said because they didn't review or he didn't review our album at that yeah, one show, we look like, we look like absolute yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that. That's well, talk, talk to me about that but that situation then. If we go back a little bit further. And we see the reviews that he's given us before. It was the most it, like scathing review said, I've yeah. ever seen of a band ever. He, oh, I can't even remember. He what said he, said. he couldn't. He couldn't possibly skip a track because he had to. He didn't want to take his fingers out of his ears or something. That was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think on this situation, like what's been done has been done. Yeah. I think we've got to move on from it. And like, I'm not gonna lie, we had a serious laugh out of doing it. At the end of the day, it, if you if you're gonna if you go up to someone in the street and you say a load of shit about them, what do you expect them to do? Mm-hmm. They're going to go, oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> We're going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. So we went and told them to fuck off. And if anyone else has a problem with that, you're more than welcome. Write what you want to write about. <laughs> yeah. But, but is, is, his, is his kind of... Is the way that he handled it or the way that his website handled it, is that quite indicative of how uh, the rock media and you know, magazines and, and those review websites, how they kind of decide which bands get focused and which bands don't get the focus i just think the problem is is um i mean journalists are allowed to say whatever they want about bands yeah. uh, which is cool that's their opinion. Yeah, it's an opinion but i think we're also allowed to have an opinion on journalists and but the trouble is the industry is so small you <coughs> say something about someone and everyone thinks about f- them, yeah. 50 other people get offended and it's a shame that it is like that but i mean who knows well, Ma- I, mean, I think we were all just you know we obviously weren't taking it horrifically seriously. We were putting up photos of our asses while we were yeah. doing like, <laughs> it. It's, a, it's bit always of a your ass as well. We, yeah, well, I've got the best ass in the band. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, you're not, the one with the tattoos on your yeah, yeah, um, But, you know, it's we're a bunch of kids. We're out here yeah. to have a laugh. We're not wearing suits when we turn up to shows. We're not businessmen. So expect a little bit of a joke when we... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't all need to be really serious. We had an opinion about it. We didn't really like what we said, so we voiced it. Yeah. That's that's all. It, it wasn't anything too serious or deep and meaningful or meant to piss anyone off. It was just what we was uh, we were saying our opinion about him. And there you go. Does it does it annoy you that uh, magazines like Rock Sound and Kerrang don't really give you the exposure that you you rightly deserve? I well, feel I mean, we're kind of yeah. over it to be honest. Yeah. Like 
if, like, if you go they've, nev- they've never us, written like, yeah. about us so like whatever if they do want to suddenly write about us then great <laughs> great yeah um to be honest, I don't, it's really no loss to us. Like Our fans turn up regardless. So if you want to write about it, great. If yeah. you don't, then don't, and we'll carry on doing it ourselves. Yeah, like, we'll keep doing what we're you know, we would, We would appreciate the support, but if you're not going to, it's not going to, it's not the be all and end all, you know? Totally, yeah. Totally. But does it help? It must help having more than one magazine writing about you. Yeah, press is really important. It is, but it's not everything. The okay. most important thing is your fans and your word of mouth. That's one person goes down to a show, sees an amazing show, and tells 25 other people. That's how that's you get the better, word about it. Do you know what I mean? That's anything, better than yeah. any article being on the front page of anything. You know, it's just might take a little bit longer. That's all. Let's talk about classic rock as a whole. Is nostalgia and the and the want of seeing those older bands almost harming it for the younger bands coming up? I don't know. I don't know about that really because I think obviously there is an element of like our sound. People will. Um, come and see us because some of our songs sound a bit like ACDC which is cool if you want to come down and have a good old good old time at a rock and roll show then great like I don't think that's I don't think that's to our detriment at all like mm. having that kind of that kind of thing go on um, what about bigger bands like um, Guns N' Roses with their odd I, I find it an odd reunion where it's three members and some blokes in the yeah. back of the stage yeah, yeah. charging let's say 200 quid and upwards for a ticket yeah does that take money away from the smaller bands well uh, honestly mm. I don't think I don't think that would really I don't think that really affects us to be perfectly honest like yeah um, I think it's two different worlds um, I, I I mean first of all I will say I think it's an outrage to charge I don't know more than 40 quid a ticket to be honest I think mm. 40 quid should be the top end when you're talking about that amount of numbers, you're going to make money anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. Is it's, it just greed then? It's well, I, I, I don't know. I'm, like, it might I'm, not be anything to do with the band. It might be the promoters. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. You, you never know. It's it's so easy to blame a band for like high ticket prices, but you have no idea like what goes on behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I'm certainly not here to slag anyone off, but I do think it is. Yeah. There is a limit, and fans should be respected and not shouldn't have the piss taken out of them. So, but. Yeah. Going back to my original point, I don't think I don't think their market truly affects us. If someone said you want to go and support Guns and Roses, we'd be like, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Talk to me about the idea of the rock star. I think it's been a long time that we've we've really seen someone of, um, let's say, the new Axl Rose or the new David Lee Roth or the new Gene Simmons, the new Paul Stanley why is that why why are those guys or girls not coming through where where are they i think the the business is different the way it is now you can't get away with being a lunatic and fucking it up you you know everything's on youtube you know on social media now you can't be a fuck up anymore because it just doesn't work in our business and there's not enough money in it as well Mm. to be a constant fuck up and then you know yeah exactly you You can't let people down there's no there's no sense of danger Nah. Is it? Well, well, I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of danger. Like, you know, there's like some, some shows you go to. I mean, if you went to a Frank Carter show or something, I think you, you could be in pretty serious trouble if you're in the front row. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But, if you come to one of our shows, I think we've yeah. taken on that. I think where we're at now, we're more... Our live show is... It's, we're a cla- we're a classic-sounding band, but I would say it's almost like 
a hardcore band live. Like we're yeah. aggressive. We're going to get in your faces. We're going to get you going. We don't want you to come down and. Uh, you want to see something you're not going to expect. What you, exactly. You, yeah. yeah. We don't want your bog standard. We might be in a crowd. We might not be. We might smash up the stage. We might not. Yeah. We might not even go on. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> so the showmanship is still there. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Better than ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, look, we are five larger than life characters. And I think that comes across on stage. Just because we're not fucking pissing it up every single day and we're not getting mm. in trouble and we're not fucking driving drunk and stuff like that. We're. We are five larger than life characters. We're just not fucking fuck ups. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the, the the new bands in your your generation have looked back and said, "I don't want to be like them"? I don't think not so much that. I just I think you can get away with it if you go on the bigger shows now and you're a pisshead and you mess it up. You just kicked off. You can't mm. do it anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's the you you got a smaller number of chances and. Also, I mean, you look at loads of the bigger old bands now. It's all none of them drink and none of them do do anything. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't go on a bill like most like most of the bills you go on. It's all alcohol free backstage. You know what I mean? Really? Well, yeah, you got like load of alcoholics running around. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no brainer. That's like a really load of alcoholics point. in a pub. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So, if you want to see the photos I shot of Tag and Rick, head to www sftl.photos um, also open up that that Apple iTunes app and hit subscribe um, we always end on a quiz right and we're going to play Go a on. little round of next lyrics oh, because you two never sing on stage yeah let's see if you get these ones alright okay is, wait is this going to be us or is this going to be other bands? this is yeah the treatment oh god here we go oh, shit. Uh, if you won't follow me better take it like a man uh, generation me or am I going to sing it what's the next lyric now come on take me on if you can it is <laughs> it? it is I'm sure it is let drama take me on if you can I'll give you that I'll give you that uh, that's guy. definitely what I said <laughs> <laughs> number two I'm going to shoot you down from a mile away you better get ready because there's hell to pay uh, I want it all I want to take you to the doctor Oh no, so close, so close. Same album, um, it's the right album. Wait, wait, one more time? Oh no, no, yeah. come on, Shake the Mountain. Yes. Yes, oh, Shake the Mountain. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, number three, uh, we made our way back to Hollywood. You said we can't when I knew we could. Oh well, fuck you. No, 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 no. no. Um, don't ever tell me what you want me to do. Oh yeah, oh. B, do. Try again, try again. Oh. so we made our way back to Hollywood you said we can't when I knew you because could because the trouble is that there's like two verses yeah, that are exactly. so similar yeah, like... <laughs> don't ever tell me I should listen to you oh man what do you don't oh. like me I bleed rock and roll uh, you can see the answers they tell you what to do uh, literally yeah. what yeah are you sure that's one of us nah, come on man you got, <laughs> you you got can the wrong see CD the, there you can see the answers they tell you what to do I see half a jealousy, never thought the truth could blind it, or we are beautiful, off the new album. Uh, <laughs> Mitch changed that one last minute. Yeah. Like, it's not like that, like, I'm telling you. Um, I like that. Yeah. You can't stop this runaway train. Banning Banning up fuel with, with the boys, boys again. again. Let it begin. Um, that's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. This is how we always end it. I've All been right. Robert Gershenson. I've been Rick. And I've been Tag. We'll shoot you later. Woo!